If you are constantly acting over and over and over again, it's exhausting. You will burn yourself out. How many articles have we read lately about HR fatigue? The problem is human behavior. When you constantly consider your actions, you screw up. You have to learn how to play your own music or people will tell that you are not playing the genre that you shouldn't be playing. Here's a quote I love. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. That's a Mark Twain quote. And that's what we should all be striving to do. If we are faking it, we will fail eventually. This is the Rebel HR Podcast, the podcast where we talk to HR innovators about all things people leadership. If you're looking for places to find about new ways to think about the world of work, this is the podcast for you. Please subscribe from your favorite podcast listening platform today and leave us a review. Rebel on, HR Rebels. I'm really excited for this episode. You may know Kyle from the Rebel HR podcast. Two, three years ago, Patrick and I appeared on his podcast, and now we're sort of returning to favor with this. But I, I had to reach out to Kyle when I saw his Disrupt HR presentation. And I'm, I, I'm not saying this because I, I know Kyle or anything. I think this is one of the top Disrupt HR presentations I've seen. And I think as of the last two weeks, it still has been the top five list the last, well, since it got released two weeks ago or three weeks ago, however long it's been. So congrats on, on that. So appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Kyle, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and about Rebel HR and jump in from there. Yeah, absolutely. So Warren, it's it's awesome to be hanging out with you, Feathers. It's great to meet you, man. I had Warren and at the time Patrick on the podcast way back when this was like the middle of COVID quarantine. I was sitting in my basement, hadn't left the house for like three weeks. You know, it was like the outlet and it was, it was a much needed outlet. And I'm just, I'm glad you guys are still, still doing your thing and sharing the truth of HR, which we'll probably be talking about that here in a little bit, but you know, myself, I'm a, a, an HR professional by complete accident. I fell into it like everybody else where, you know, you weren't a complete and utter jerk. And they're like, oh, you're good with people. Go do HR because that person just got fired. That's pretty much how I <laughs> fell into it. So, oh, by the way, we need to hire 90 people for the holiday season. Can you figure that out for us? Thanks, Kyle. So that, that was my trial by, uh, by fire. Um, and since then, it's, you know, I just haven't left despite trying to a couple different times. But um, very fortunate in my career that I get to work for uh, an organization called CPM as the vice president of human resources, international firm, super cool, super fun, great team. Got, got to essentially build the department from scratch, which was, which was fun. Nice. But then this thing happened called COVID and, and <laughs> actually, you know, I just, I was so isolated. I was the only HR professional running the COVID quarantine response, pretty small company. So I was me and I needed an outlet. I needed people to talk to. I needed people to bounce ideas off of. And I needed to make sure that I wasn't completely losing my mind sitting at home. And so we, uh, myself and a couple other local HR professionals, Molly Burdess and Patrick Moran, who are my on again, off again co-hosts, started Rebel HR. And the entire idea was how do we deal with disruption? How do we manage through the, the things that always happen in HR, the shit that we can't figure out, plan for, and it's not on a strategic plan somewhere. And from there, we interview guests every week. We, I mean, I'm just so thrilled at the quality of guests that we've been able to connect with. Right. And for me, it's like just an opportunity to just listen, learn, ask all the dumb questions, which is the beauty of being a podcast host. You get to ask the questions and nobody can tell you they're stupid. 
and even <laughs> if they are and they think it's stupid, they won't tell you. So it's like, it's and you just can edit it fun. out if you want. And you can edit it if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm kind of at the point now where it's like, you know, I used to do the and ums and the ums and the like, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, screw it, whatever. It's just, you know, this is just me. So I don't, I don't do that anymore. But yeah, we, I didn't edit out the ums. Fun. This podcast would be an hour and a half long. Just based on me alone. <laughs> So, I'm like, yeah, Warren, yeah, I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed, Warren. Can we stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's the podcast. And, yeah, it's just been a ton of fun. Had the opportunity to do some speaking off of the the podcast. And then, yeah, got to do Disrupt, which uh, was our local Disrupt that I actually founded with the same two co-hosts, Patrick and Molly. We founded that a few years ago as well. And so this was our first event post-COVID here in December. So a ton cool. of fun. Yeah, we have not had a disrupt event in the in my area in years. I, I did say next time they have one, I'll probably attend or or something like that. But I haven't seen it's been it's been years where at least in my my neck of the woods. So hopefully hopefully someone will kick that off again and and do some business. What I love about the disrupt presentation is it's five minutes. You're not getting. And, it, it, and it's a pace five minutes. They're going, your slides are going with or without you. And I've heard, so I haven't seen, but I've heard some horror stories about that. But <laughs> I've I, seen them. You've I seen won't them tell all. you. <laughs> We've had a couple. <laughs> but your slides are going at your five, at that five minute pace with or without you. And you're off the stage in five minutes and you, you don't get to hear the fake bullshitty stories that, you know, why HR is so important because their grandma on their deathbed said, go be the best HR person in the world's ever seen and all this other things, you the dumbest stories you always hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, grandma. And you don't get a sales spiel out of it. I, I really like the format and what you get, what, 12, 14 of them in, in a day and with five minutes of pop, yep. you're out of there in you know, less than two hours, you yeah, know, after you, yeah. you know, transitioning you can, setup and things like that. And you can drink when you do it. So it's a ton of fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm way better so, after a couple of bourbons. It's way more fun as far as I know. Hey, I think there is, other there is a dropping, line. Though. I think everything's better with bourbon. <laughs> there, is, there is a line though. A couple of bourbons, fine. Like several bourbons. Yeah. <laughs> the We're real, disrupt. The real, real truth is stage. coming out. Yeah. The real, real truth's coming out. So, well, also about Rebel HR podcast, you know, it is, it is a different animal than jaded HR. People might actually learn something there, get some <laughs> great advice, build their network. Uh, basically, everything you're not going to get here at jaded HR, we're, we're you know, y'all, y'all are the nice, classy restaurant and establishment down the street. And we're that dive bar that, you know, we got the bare minimum of the, the health inspector to be able to stay open. Uh, uh, <laughs> um i i don't know if we're like fancy i think we're kind of like we're like like chilies or applebee's level right we're like fast casual you know what i mean like you could take your family there and you don't have to worry about like getting you know food poisoning but you're not you probably don't want to take your first date there right like that's like a that's a virtue signaling thing and they're like this isn't the guy for me you know what i mean that's how i would describe I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, but you do have great guests. You do have very informative information and you've got how many episodes that you just told me two minutes ago. How many episodes are you all up to now? Yeah. Today I actually just reported 152. So yeah, it's been busy. Nice. That's been a good time. I finally got my intro figured out. 
<laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I haven't memorized mine and been saying it for three years now. So anyways, the, the reason I wanted to have you on was your, your disrupt presentation about three weeks ago. And the, like right after I saw it on LinkedIn, I went ahead and I messaged you. I said, this is like the best. And I'm, I'm not trying to put down any other presenters on disrupt HRs. There's some really good ones. You know, Suzanne Lucas, our friend, has done some great ones, some of my favorites there. But a lot of them are, not to be disrespectful, they're the touchy-feely, go out and do your best, and, you know, everybody loves you. Everybody will love you and all this kumbaya stuff. But yours is, this one was real, and it is being your true, authentic self in HR. And I think that carries a huge message because so many people out there have this expectation of HR. And first, hell, we're, the three of us are breaking that expectation. We're three dudes in HR. Where that's that's definitely not the norm. We all have but, epic uh, beards. I'm just going to throw that out be- there. Uh, mine is a little more white than either of y'all's. <laughs> <laughs> but you got uh, hair, Kyle. That's the difference. You have hair. Yeah. I, yeah, you could have hair feathers. I can tell. I could. Warren, yeah. I don't think so. No. Yeah. No. I'm chrome. Chrome, baby. <laughs> Get the bowling ball polish out, is that's what I've got. <laughs> so, I, I do think it's it's legitimate, and it's what people in HR need to hear. Is I think so many people in HR, especially those who are just getting into the, the profession, they think they have to be that all things to all people. And the way to, to be a good HR person is to be that nice person who gets along with everybody and you know does things like that. So I thought it was just really telling. I think it's something that needs to be shared amongst the HR community very much. So what got you going? What what motivated you? What brought you to that theme or your target, your subject for, for your presentation? Yeah, so it's my second disrupt presentation. The first one was was touchy feely. And 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 honestly, <laughs> I was like the warm-up act for the like the legit speaker, Selena Pierman, who's who's awesome and she had had a great presentation at Disrupt. So I was like, you know, I I, I was just kind of having a good time. This one, I wanted to take a little bit of a different angle. And what really, ha- the way I thought about it was, why did I start the podcast to drive change in human resources? I mean, that's really what, what I was trying to do. That's the whole goal of what we're doing. And the other thing I wanted to do is take some of the like key learnings that I think HR people really need to hear specifically for their own self-development that I've learned from guests. And there, there were a couple key guests some of my podcasts that that really reflected on the on the content that I put together. And so, you know, it so first of all, the the best thing about my podcast is it's like this is completely unintentional. It's like I get to learn some of the most like cutting edge research, doctoral thesis, all these like crazy smart people come on this podcast to talk to dumb Kyle about all the really smart things. And so it's like I get to like it's like I'm going through an MBA course and I'm not even paying for it, and it's like super rewarding and enriching. And but, but there's a couple guests that just really made a really big impact on me. And what I found is there was a common theme between those guests, and it's it's the, the guests that when you're talking to them, you know they're, I don't know, can I could swear, right? You know they're yeah, fucking absolutely. real, <laughs> right? Like like this is not bullshit. This person is telling me the truth, their truth. There is like no question about what they are telling me and the amount of passion, energy, and integrity that they are telling me right now. 
And it's like, and I think, I'm guessing you guys have probably felt that too here and there. Every once in a while you get a guest and you're like, this person's fucking legit, right? Like, and, and, and so for me, it's like, well, so I'm, I'm trying to like circle that in my head. Like, how do I like explain that to somebody else? And for me, my truth, like what I actually wanted to be when I grew up was a musician. And so I was like, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I started this. I'm the founder of this. I can do whatever the hell I want. So I was like, well, I'm just going to play <laughs> guitar and live out my failed rock star fantasies on stage. And nobody can tell me I can't. Right. So, so, so it's a little bit of self like aggrandizing, you know, whatever ego. But then a lot of it was like, how do I, how do I translate that into something that, that somebody can take away? And so I, I, what I did is I took that music, which for me is like truth to the point that I have a tattoo with a microphone that says truth on my arm. And how do I like convey that to people in an HR setting? And so what I, the way that I thought about it was, okay, certain people play certain types of music. Certain people love certain types of music. Certain people are just naturals in certain genres of music. Like you're not going to take Jimi Hendrix and make him go play Hank Williams Jr. Although he could, <laughs> it would be weird for him, right? Like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go play classical music, you know, and, and be a virtuoso at classical guitar. That's just not. So it's, it's like, that was the first thing. Like, and you think about that, it's like, as I think about genre, for me, it's, it's industry, it's company, it's team. You know, it's like, are you in the right genre? Are you, are you, is it just the right fit? And then it, and then it's like, that's the environment, right? But then it's about you. So it's how do you interact with your environment, right? Are you faking it? Are you, are you just full of shit and acting the way that you need to act? Or are you authentic? And for me, and I, I don't get into this in the, the, the disrupt speech. It's only five minutes. I have time to get into it. But like for me, <laughs> the personal story of that was firing somebody, right? And I used to be, I used to be the, the correct quotation, correct HR professional. When someone was a, was stupid or made a mistake or violated a policy, which policy might have been stupid. I flipped a switch and I turned into like Mr. Robot, Mr. Compliance. And I was just a, a heartless, soulless HR drone. And I would just fire people. And it was a coping mechanism, right? It was like you were compartmentalizing oh, yeah. an awful situation that probably made you physically ill, but you're doing it in a way that you've been told you're supposed to do it in. Like, don't. Don't show them too much emotion. They'll feed off that. Then they can sue you for, you know, like that entire kind of HR industrial complex was how I was brought up, right? And I had a profound moment where I got to a point, you know, I think, you know, matured in my career, I kind of got fed up and I actually empathized with somebody that I was firing, right? You know, I, I was, I was honest and, and open and I listened, you know, there's a, there's a, novel idea. I mean, I shit you not. At one point, there was a, a running gag, like a like a contest for how quick can you fire someone at, at one of my companies that shall remain nameless. It was like, oh, that was oh, that was 15 seconds. Can you beat that? You know, like like awful. And what I found though is when I when I when I exhibited the traits that we should all exhibit as humans, that it was better. And ultimately that person's experience was better. And Ever since that, it was like a light bulb moment that like, okay, I can't flip a switch and become HR Kyle. I just need to be Kyle, right? And, and I think, and that's, that's really the, the underlying 
you know, message in this entire presentation is, you know, be yourself, be human. That's what your organizations need you to be, not this mindless compliance focused drone that, you know, everybody hates because HR's reputation sucks. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, it's an understatement. Yeah. I mean, every, everybody hates HR. When I tell people I'm in HR, they're like, oh, oh. It, it, you know, it's like, it, it, so I tell, so now I tell, now I, this is cool, Warren. Now I can tell people I'm a podcaster, right? But, but there's so many podcasters, they're like, oh, that's all bullshit. Like, no, you're not. Like, you know, prove it. And then I'm like, oh, look, I have 150 episodes. I'm like, oh, shit, you are a podcast. You know, so, anyways, I have fun with that in bars. It's a good time. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you heard. We're in the top 25 of all podcasts in Swaziland, and we'd spin for like eight weeks now. Whoa. On Apple Podcast charts. Like, I've been reaching. Please, Mr. or Mrs. Swaziland listener, get in context. I want you as a guest. Is that one listener? (laughs) Is that one person? I have no idea. Patrick says, yeah. He said that it only takes to get in the top 25 in Swaziland. It takes like two downloads is what he was saying to me. Swaziland. I love you, Swaziland. I am spreading the gospel to Swaziland right now. Keep listening. Keep listening. Tell your friends. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it's. It's give it's us a great, review. Leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah, no, but yeah, uh, that's amazing. Good for you. Good. I have no idea what my stats HR. are. Oh, really? Oh, no, I don't. Know. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk sponsor. some more HR or more podcasting yeah. shop talk later. Yeah, <laughs> good about this. So, okay. Anyways, so you you really set uh, set yourself up good and wash. You've really set yourself up well because I don't. There's a better educational statement. (laughs) I'm not judging. Uh, Oh, I judge. We did go to the Uh, same college, so it does make sense. We both talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't even want to ask where. (laughs) We'll go down a rabbit hole, right? East Carolina University. Go Pirates! East Carolina. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right, I got no, uh, I got, I got no context for. I mean, they're they're purple, right? Purple and black. Hey, at least you know that part. <laughs> there you go. That's all I got on that school. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we can play baseball. We're okay at football. We play baseball. Football team is all right. The other, yeah. Listen, I'm a, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye. So like, I've got no, I've got no room to, you know, judge. I mean, I think we we set the record for the lowest offense and the highest defense this year. And if you ever want to see like the most boring game of your life, that's it. Like <laughs> third, three and out defense. That was basically the entire season. So yeah, I got yeah, a little trauma. The, the sole reason why I want to go see a game at Iowa is I want to wave to the kids in between. That the is cool. The wave is cool. If anybody doesn't know, so they wave. The Children's Hospital has an observatory that can see into the stadium. It's Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. I went to school there. It's so incredible. It's, it's incredible. awesome. And it's like all the feels and they always wave at the kids up in the, up in the suite at the end of the first quarter. And it's like, you watch it and they, they always show it on ESPN and stuff. It's just like, you know, there are literally kids waving in the window who are like hospitalized and dealing with some serious, uh, serious medical issues. It's, it's a really powerful moment. So not to get sentimental on you, but no, that's something fabulous. Yeah, but y'all yeah. also ha- have, or at least in the '90s, had wrestling as well out there. We're number uh, two right now. We're number yeah, two. yeah, we're little, there. Little, Brands Brothers. A little bit of wrestling. Well, anyways, I, I'm great at no 
no subject and just meandering everywhere. But uh, you, you set up your presentation really well. And well, can I go, hey, Warren, let me, let me pause for a second. Let me go back for a second. So if you're talking about you being your authentic self during a termination situation, can you give me an example of what that actually means? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just share the story without sharing the details. So that's what I'm thinking about that right now. But it was it was a situation where I had an employee who had been on multiple written warnings for for behavior and just kind of chippy stuff, right? Like kind of getting, you know, rude with somebody else, not being super respectful, not you know, just, just not being a super great team player. But when you, when you got this person one-on-one, you talk to them, you'd realize, you know, this is actually a really genuine person. They just really suck at emotional, right? You know, and, and I think we all know those employees. Yes. And, but no, you cannot tell, you cannot tell Gary to fuck off, right? You know, like you got to, <laughs> like, you can't do that in a workplace. You might want to, I might want to, but I'm not going to say it, right? So, you know, we got to a point where we went through the whole disciplinary action process and I just liked this person I mean yeah they were you know they had their behavioral issues but I just liked them they were just you know they I could see myself as that person and or my my buddies in that person right it was just like it was somebody that I enjoyed and so instead of walking down the script that I usually walk down, which was, well, we gave you this on this date, this on this date, this on this date, this happened on this date, therefore, henceforth, blah, 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 legalese, you're fired, um, bleed. Um, I paused at the end of it and I just said, man, this sucks. I'm sorry. You know, that, you know, I, I really like you, but this just wasn't okay. You know, but I hate this. And, it was that moment of like honest, like connection with another human. That person just like, they were just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it was, they just took complete and utter ownership. And, but it was also a point of connection where, you know, they, they also shared that they, you know, they were having some issues at home. You know, they were working on it. They knew it wasn't okay. Thanked me for being open and honest about it. And like left, honestly left, like handshake, literally wishing the best. And, you know, still see that person around town. I'm a pretty small town right now. Like, I, you know, you can't, you can't be a jerk in my town or eventually it catches up to you. You'd have to move like every five years. Um, so, it, you know, that, that moment right there, that moment of kind of humanity and connection, um, you know, it was pretty eye opening for me. And, and it was also, way less conflict than when I would just do it the old way. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, so everything I was trying to prevent by doing it the way that the lawyers wanted me to do it was what happened when I did it the way that I should just authentically do it. Right. And I didn't say anything that would have got us in trouble. I just said it. I just said what I was truly feeling in the moment in a way that allowed for some connection. Right. So that's, that's maybe a little bit more context to what I mean by being, you know, authentic. Okay, yeah, I, I have a follow-up question on that. So do you think that if in your managing the person, giving their written warnings and maybe pips or whatever you, you did, if you'd been your authentic self with them at that point, do you think that maybe they would have reacted better than, oh, crap, I got to deal with 
fucking HR again. And oh yeah, I'll sign this stupid piece of paper and get rid of them. (laughs) Things like that. Do you, do you think if you'd, you'd been your authentic self with him at the earlier stages in the game, it would have made a difference later? I don't know. He really liked yelling at people. (laughs) 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 No, I, I like to think they would have, um, but the other truth is, you know, I wasn't the one delivering those corrective actions, you know, that really the person, you shouldn't could, be. yeah, the person that could have been, you know, making that impact would have been the supervisor. And I, you know, it, and actually this, this is an interesting tangent. Like now when I think about things like training and development and like, you know, how do I make culture better? Right. Like, I don't, for me, it's like it, the stuff that HR does, like the actual tactical stuff that HR does matters so much less than how your leaders are out in the field so all like all of my focus is on like how do i get my team where they need to be how do i get my leaders where they need to be how do i coach them up you know how do i prevent that situation from happening by trying to coach them on on these types of of habits and traits and activities and it's and that's that's hard that's really hard and that's i think that's you know a lot of hr professionals who are hopefully listening to this for some some reprieve like like Hang in there. That's, it sucks, man. You're trying to control, you're not only trying to control employee behavior, you're trying to tro- control leadership behavior and how they react to the employees. And it's like, you know, you can only control so much. So like, you know, just do your best. <laughs> I'd say that's the more difficult part is controlling the management. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you, you know, I tell people my job. So, you know, VPHR sounds really cool, right? Like it's fun and I love it. It's a fun job. But a lot of my job is what I call ego management. <laughs> it's, like, it's like listen i know this wasn't your idea um so let's let's calm everything down and make sure that you think that it was your idea by the end of this conversation like that's like that's like 95 percent of my job right now <laughs> like that I like it doesn't that. always work you know i do have a big stick though i can be like you know fuck you do it so that that helps <laughs> that does help a little bit now i didn't always have that <laughs> That's where the VP yeah. comes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a C-suite, and then, you know, then it yeah, is a little yeah. bit more of a robust discussion. <laughs> right. But right. I think they're probably the ones that need it most. <laughs> like, just, sometimes. Just sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody in my current company ever, if anybody's listening to this. Absolutely. Never no, have to deal with that. This, I'm, I'm only talking about past employers. We, ne- we don't have any issues with that, as far as you know. Yeah. <laughs> as far as you know. I love it. That's... <laughs> Uh, there's a little asterisk. I, I'm good at asterisks. Uh, I really like asterisks. Asterisks, like, yes. My favorite punctuation. <laughs> well, well, due to some copyright restrictions, we cannot play what you did on uh, Disrupt HR presentation, but you've graciously volunteered to go through the, the five-minute spiel. So we're podcasting. You'll get to see the visuals, but I think this stands alone on its own. So Kyle, you can take it away anytime you're ready and uh, uh, just give us your presentation uh, right now. All right. So um, uh, full disclosure, I have not done this for like a month and a half. So we'll see how this goes, but it's going to be better because it's, it's jaded HR. So we can do whatever we want. Okay. All right, here we go. Here goes nothing. She's a good girl. Loves mama. Loves Jesus. And America too. 
What did that do? Did you just have a feeling? Maybe you thought I sucked at singing and why am I listening to this podcast? And that's okay. Music evokes emotion. What does HR do? We are also supposed to evoke emotion. But what emotion do you evoke? Are you Toby from the office? Are you, oh shit, HR's here? What do I do? What did I do wrong? Side note, you probably do have a reputational issue. It's time to rebel. Oh, Billy Idol for you. The best musicians are rebels. So I ask you this. What genre are you trying to play at your organization? Here's a secret. There are only really like five chords that you need to play in order to play most popular music. I just played almost all music. The difference is how you play those five chords matters. Are you playing them like this? Or like this? So you've got to ask yourself this question. Who are you as an artist? Here's an issue. Context switching is a problem. If your organization is asking you to switch from one genre to the next every few minutes, you are going to screw something up. You will get tired. On average, it takes people about 10 minutes to get back into a productive workflow after being uh, interrupted. So you might be playing a sweet solo. And then some drunk asshole says, play Freebird. Side note, if you are a musician, you do have to learn how to play Freebird or you will get beat up at the bar. So make sure that you know how to play Freebird. But the point is, you can't do it all. You can't play every single genre for everybody. You have to find the right genre for you. And you have to find the right band members to play that genre with you. Side note, always find the drummer. They are the hardest to find. Once you find your band, now you've got to deal with stage fright. Trying to achieve social performance is exhausting. But guess what? That's what HR does every single freaking day. We are on stage acting. Here's the trick. You can't fake it. You have to be authentic and you have to be true even when it hurts. If you are constantly acting over and over and over again, it's exhausting. You will burn yourself out. How many articles have we read lately about HR fatigue? The problem is human behavior. When you constantly consider your actions, you screw up. You have to learn how to play your own music or people will tell that you are not playing the genre that you should, should be playing. Here's a quote I love. If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. That's a Mark Twain quote. And that's how, what we should all be striving to do. If we are faking it, we will fail eventually. When I started my career, I thought I had to play everything in C major because it's pretty and it's right. And it's like that, that corporate headshot with the shiny photo that everybody wants. But the truth is that I should be playing a C minor. That's just me. That's who I am. So ask yourself this. How are you doing? Are you playing the blues on a Sunday? Because that sucks. If you've got the Sunday scaries, if you dread going into work, guess what? You're probably playing the wrong genre. So do you need a bridge? A bridge is a contrasting section in music that gets people to go back to the return to the original material. Is it time for you to go back to your original material? 
ask yourself that. Here's the thing. We can make a difference in HR if we are our authentic selves. Oh, by the way, close it out on a badass power cord and leave a lasting mark. And rebel on. <laughs> awesome. It, yeah. Just, I, I really think the combination of the message and the music is is what makes this presentation successful and what makes it a a must must listen to must share i encourage all of our listeners to go on the the disrupt hr channel you can share that video i i i shared it to all of our dozen linkedin followers the other day and i i wish i could put it up on instagram where we have more followers but uh yeah it it's it's something that really does need to be shared is i think too many people just think they they have this is the role they have to play. I'm in this HR box and I can't poke my head out or anything like that. And yeah, it it's it's just really the the real message that real HR people need to hear. And those who are getting to that point you mentioned earlier, you were getting to point you were you're the robotic person, but you you felt like your career had progressed in HR that you got to the point where you know what. Screw it. Yeah, this this is the this is screw it. This is what the the legal the the lawyers say I should do, but I know myself, I know my audience, I know what I I know what I can and can't say and you know they always say you never say sorry in a termination. You never say sorry because that means you're admitting some sort of guilt yeah, or wrong right. doing or something like that. You know, <laughs> figure it out for yourself. What know your audience, know where you're going and and play it by ear, play to your audience and 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 things, uh, or pl- you be yourself to their audience, I guess you should say, more or less. So you don't want to necessarily kowtow to them, but just, just know the situation. You are a professional, and that's why you're there, and, and that's how you're going to progress in your career. So, well, that's like the least jaded thing I've ever said in on jaded age <laughs> in three way years. way too, like, inspirational war. We got to change this tone. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you did motivate me when I saw this. Like I said, as soon as I saw it, I, I shot you an email because I thought it, it was just, it was perfect. So. Uh, yeah. Now it's, now it's released to the wild. Cause it's like, like disrupt doesn't have the copyright now. So, you know, share away. It's all good. Yeah. No, the, you know, there's a couple of things as, as I was kind of going through that presentation, a couple kind of key points that I think we haven't really touched on, but like some of the research is really fascinating. One is the whole context switching thing, right? And it's like, when I learned about context switching, which is basically anytime you switch your task from one thing to another, like the, the whole like multitasking myth, right? Like it, it totally screws up your flow. You can't get back into a flow state. It takes like 10 minutes. And that's like, that's like my job description, right? It's like, oh, this is no wonder I'm exhausted at the end of the day. So that was a really key takeaway. The other one, like for anybody that's on a Zoom call was there was some really fascinating research done. It's doctoral research. And uh, it's, it's my episode called Making Virtual Work Work. But the research showed that like every time you're on a Zoom call, you're, you're fake. You're acting because you're staring <laughs> at your face and you're like, what does my face look like? And you're just like, and you just get so in, like, like you act like, like it's like when you're on camera, you're different, right? It's like reality shows aren't reality, right? But basically everybody's in their own like reality show hell every single day when they're on these like teams and Zoom meetings and stuff. And it's, and, and it's, it's toxic. Like it, it will completely exhaust you. That's why, like, when you sit on an eight hour day of Zoom calls, you're like, you're ready to like go jump off a bridge because you're so freaking burned out and tired of, of life. 
you know, but, but that's what it is. It's like your brain is not made to do that. So that's, that's kind of the other point, right? But, but in the context of if you're constantly acting and faking and trying to be somebody else, it's the same exact experience, right? Whether you're on a Zoom call or not. So anyways, I'll get off my soapbox no. now. <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. Uh, you know, I've, I've, unfortunately, Zoom calls are going to be going they're forward. Going they're not going away. No. They're not going away. People fall, so many people have fallen in love with them. And, uh, you know, this, people still haven't learned. This is a meeting that could have been an email or something like that. If, if people actually read their flipping emails, that's a, that, that's another that's podcast. A, the opening line of our disclaimer, had you actually read the email? You know, that people don't read the email. And Going back to asterisks, I'll put like five asterisks in and like action required, read this email. Oh, yeah. And, and six if I have to. That really worked. Six. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going into open enrollment and I've already put together my draft emails and action required. You must do this regardless if you participate or not. And this, that, and, you know, come close of open enrollment. I'm going to get, oh, I didn't know. I don't participate. I don't need to do this. Yes, yes, you do. And I've said that 30 Dude, times. Dude, I just wrapped that shit. God bless you. I got another yeah, yeah. nine months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. So, well, well, Kyle, this has been a whole lot of fun. I'm so glad you agreed to, to join us and, and share your thoughts on being your true self in, in HR. Tell everybody where they can find you online besides your awesome podcast, Rebel HR. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm probably most active on LinkedIn. It's Kyle KYLE. My name is kind of weird. It's Road. It's R O E D. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Kyle Road out there. But you can also, if you want to check out the podcast, it's at www.rebelhumanresources.com. And you can use whatever podcast player you want. But yeah, I would love to connect with anybody. There's a ton of really just super awesome people that I've had an opportunity to talk to. If you have any interest in some of those topics, I'd encourage you to check it out. But yeah, I just appreciate, appreciate coming back on. You know, it's, it's crazy, Warren. It's been almost three freaking years and we started this yeah. thing about the same time. So this is just like, it's just like, you know, all the feels we're, we're still doing it. We're, we're here, man. <laughs> yeah. There's been so many HR podcasts, even some that I really, really liked that have come and gone. Uh, uh, gosh, what's this? I can name the host, but I can't name the podcast right now. Sue and Whitney, I can't remember their podcast, but I loved it. And then they just released like a 10-second episode. Uh, we've decided not to podcast anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, type thing. And there's been some, uh, some you know, it, yeah, so there's many been people a couple. come and go. And it's 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 not for everybody. And it is, people don't know how how hard of work it is to to put a podcast together. So, yeah, it's... It, well, you I think you work fun. harder than I do. I'm a lot lazier. I, I outsource all my editing and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you, yeah we, don't, we don't have the money for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just lazy. I'm for like, all right, that we'll does it way to for, pay for it, the Rebel HR podcast. <laughs> enough, Big like, thank you to right now, our guests. Yeah, Follow yeah, us on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, Twitter at Rebel HR Guy, or see our website at rebelhumanresources.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rebel HR Podcast are those of the authors do and you can contribute a story or any of the organizations. Those are ways you can help us grow. And we have some new links in our link tree, so go ahead and do that. And I'll give you a sneak peek. I am working on an Etsy store right now for some jaded HR merch. So, <laughs> yeah, look at Feather's face there. <laughs> Etsy, Etsy, yeah. Uh, Love it. Yeah, can I get see. like a, can I get like a bejeweled, like wind catcher 
like a jaded HR win win catcher. I will see what I can do. If you go on Etsy, there is a jaded HR store. I think it's got like two things from Printify on it right now. So yeah, wow. <laughs> even I'm learning something new today. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm checking yeah. that out. So, I do not. I'm going to have to get an Etsy account, but I will check that out. <laughs> Sell some merch. Yeah. <laughs> While we wrap things up, I don't, I, I guess our best practice for today is be a rebel and be true to yourself in HR. Our, our intro and outro music is Devil by the Devil by the underscore orchestra. And old Andrew Culpa, if I could speak today, is the voice, voice artist who does our intro, our disclaimer at the beginning. So, as always, I'm Warren. This is Feathers. And I'm Kyle. And we're here helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time. <laughs> <laughs>